0: Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 61. Today, we're going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con and all things nerdy from Nerd Mecca. <laughs> or Nerd Prom, as I've heard it called before, San Diego Comic-Con.
1: Nerd but, Prom, I like that. Yeah, I've never heard it, that before. Right? It's, it's it's yeah. Mecca,
0: it's where everybody flocks to, if you're a nerd, to find out the latest in uh, comics, TV shows, movies. Not
1: not only that, but like if you cosplay, it feels like prom right after, because you can't wait to get everything off. <laughs> and go to the diner and hang out with your friends. Like, oh, God, I've been holding my gun in this whole time. Fuck. Oh, man. I
2: really, really wanted to cosplay for a long time. And I just have zero creativity to be able to build anything. But now that I have a child, I'm just going to, like, go dress them up as an Ewok, wear them, and then, like, walk around <laughs> conventions because I have an excuse now that, it, like, that's not creative. I just have to put Ewok ears on them and carry him around in a carrier.
0: <laughs> we've seen that too And it looks cool Cause it's like a little Ewok child Or we've seen like Little like C-3PO's Like they're like uh, Parents are doing like Little BB-8's now And it's it's the coolest oh, thing Oh, BB-8 Yeah, yeah dude <laughs> You, you can do so much with, uh, with cosplay if you have a kid, you know? Like, it's, it's just, it's just like <laughs> the cutest thing. Like, uh, um, this, this couple was doing uh, some cosplay from Zootopia. And, like, uh, so, so the mother and father were the bunnies and the kid was a carrot. The little baby was a carrot in the little stroller. <laughs> that's, I was like, great. Ah, that's great. That's great. So like they're carrying around like their are baby basket, <laughs> but it's like the kids in the carrot just just chilling there. I was like, that's cute.
1: When I have a son or a daughter, it could be either one, one day for Comic-Con, one year, I will be Master Blaster.
0: Master <laughs> Blaster. Nice. That that would be awesome. And I will be carrying them
1: like on my shoulders, and hopefully they'll like be able to like you know do whatever. But it's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> Before we start the main part of the podcast, uh, we've got a shout out to make.
1: So speaking of cons, I just want to give a really big shout out or thank you to one of my buddies, um, the infamous Ace Fat, aka Felix. Uh, he threw a convention this past weekend that he invited us to, and we had a lot of fun at, called um, Lock City Comic Con. It was the first year they did this, and it was their inaugural year for it. And for a small con, it was fantastic. And he threw it the same weekend as <clears throat> San Diego Comic Con, which is kind of ballsy, but it's a smaller con, so to me, those are kind of like better in a way, just because you get to meet everybody and hang out and all that stuff. And it was like a lot of fun, and it just proves that a convention doesn't have to be large to be enjoyable and fun. And there was a and lot like, of people, yeah, lot like, of people
0: there. Yeah, like surprisingly a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, and everyone had fun, man. It was a good time. And we
1: fought, and we fought dinosaurs because, you know, reasons.
0: <laughs> Check out our Instagram. We posted photos of us dressing up as uh, Sith Lords fighting a dinosaur. Awesome. Hey, we're not joking. <laughs> and those people, are, those people are great. Yeah, I think I think the group is called Dakota and Friends. They go around to just schools and they go around to mm-hmm. different cons and stuff, and they educate kids and people on dinosaurs. And they actually yeah. have these like dinosaur like animatronics and these like cool like costumes that that a guy oh, gets man. in that it moves That's around so awesome. and everything. Dude, it was awesome. Shout yeah, out to it was Dakota cool. friends. So cool. Those guys were cool. Like uh, when we walked up, the guy was like, "Oh, I can get in it. We can, we can do like a shoot." I'm like, "Hell yeah! Let's go! Let's do it!" <laughs> and then I photoshopped our lightsabers to look good, and they loved it. They were like, "Holy yeah. crap! Look what we're dealing with here. This is great!" Shout out to those guys. But yeah, shout out so, to to Ace Fed That was a fun con, man. Yeah, it was. It was a fun con. But uh, yeah, let's get to the main part of the podcast. Where we're gonna be talking about uh, San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> Welcome to the main part of the podcast. Bad Cody Funky Podcast is number 61 talking about San Diego Comic-Con. Today with us we have Vincent from Games on Tap.
2: Hello, hello everyone.
0: Thanks for joining us. We also have Yuha. Thanks for joining us. No problem, thank you. We've got Dave the Beauty Menace.
1: I can't cast that here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sergio. Welcome one and all to the Cody Funky Podcast. Dude, San Diego Comic-Con nerd mecha. Oh my god, so many things went down. I love watching the panels, uh, I love seeing all the cosplay, and it gets crazy every year. What's cool about it is that the celebrities who've never been, like, they, they look at it and they're like, holy crap, like, I was told about this thing, and I was told people dress up in costumes, but this is, this is incredible. And, uh, especially, you know what's pretty cool? To be a celebrity that plays a superhero or something, and to see people dressed up as, like, your character. You know. I was just about
1: to say that. Like, can you imagine just, like, the they, – they say, like, um, it's, like, probably, like, the best flattery ever. But, like, can you imagine that? Like, you're – not even that. Like, either you're the actor who portrayed this character or you're the creator of this character. Like, you, like, illustrated them. You wrote them. Or in the case of, like, video games, you program them and animate them and you see these people dressed as your creation, you know? And is it me or does it seem like the cosplay at San Diego Comic-Con though? a little bit more better and extreme at the cosplay at like new york comic-con I was, like I,
3: I noticed that it, actually just from what i saw yeah. wise, i was like there's a lot more of a quality i want to say that they seem to focus on i mean that's no disrespect to those that go to the new york comic-con obviously but it's like it seems like it's a greater i i, I like there's more of a focus like if you will do you know think i can think of is because like
1: hollywood's like right there so i'm sure like a lot of like yeah. costume designers and like hollywood like people who work with special effects like really get into it but it's like
0: i've you've seen
1: a like some amazing like the rancor for instance like the guy dressed up as a Rancor. oh my around. god
0: that was awesome
1: yeah like that is i mean he he rivals with like the hulkbuster we saw in your comic-con oh my god that's know? so crazy so it's like it's it's i don't know it just feels like it's like i, I don't even know how to put it. i don't know better quality higher quality but it just seems like more competitive the cosplay at, at uh san diego con
0: and and speaking of the costumes, uh, for all the movies, they've really been stepping up their game. The first thing we're going to talk about here is Wonder Woman. I mean, yeah. oh my God, Gal Gadot. Well, I think she says her name is actually Gadot, not Gadot, as we thought. Um, I, I, oh my God, like seeing her in Batman versus Superman sold it for us. You know, I mean, it sold it for me, sold it for for yeah. Dave, and uh, seeing her in the costume, moving around and everything. In this yeah. trailer, we got to see her and uh, Chris Pine. We got to see more of the costume, more of the battle gear you know and we got to see uh her, her her mother which was really cool and she was talking about how she got to you know like don the gear and she actually got to fight in the beach we got to see a lot more in this trailer than i thought we were ever going to see a Wonder woman at this point uh vincent what's what's your impression of this trailer or the movie in general
2: uh I, I mean the the visuals looked great um i really like chris pine so i'm excited to see kind of what he can bring to this you know it was uh I, I didn't realize that it was going to be a, a time piece. Like I didn't know it was going to go back kind of uh, in history, you know, because you see her in the the other films and, and trailers of like Justice League and Batman versus Superman. So I kind of assumed that this offshoot movie would have been uh, not as an origin story, but as kind of just like a, um, like a, a one shot, I guess. So I was kind of shocked to see that, but I really liked the, the, there was a scene in the trailer where she was talking to uh, Chris Pine's character's uh, secretary and she goes, oh, well, what does a secretary do? And she goes, oh, I go and do things for him when he asks me to. And she's like, oh, where I come from, that's called being a slave. And <laughs> I just really like the, the feminist attitude because I feel like I'm a slight feminist as uh, being a man. I don't know. It's weird. So I, I did enjoy that uh, aspect of it, but I thought it looked pretty cool uh, for – I'm not usually a DC guy, so I enjoyed kind of what they brought to the table here, and this is actually a movie I'd probably go see. Definitely,
3: I I have to give them actually props. I can see what they're doing with this. They're actually trying to mirror the origin stories. Remember when Wonder Woman came out? This was post World War II, World War II, really, where you had the comics. I think it's World War II, um, where the original design and concepts started really coming out. For the animation. So, what they're trying to do by going back and putting the character back into the prior World War, saying what they're trying to do is bring her back to the roots and introduce from an origin story, going, This is in the comics where this person kind of starts showing up. So, by putting it in the movie, they're playing an homage to the comics and saying, Okay, let's bring this back to the basics and let's show you this is where she came from. And this is the, this is the story. this was where the original origin comics were, if you will. So it helps pull in both fanboys and at the same time. it's cool because in a world war setting, regardless in of a your, world uh, war you, you, yes. <laughs> you, you have this you have a great overlying tension and that you can put action. you can just drop her right on in and right. Bang, instant action sequences. You don't have to explain. Oh well, why are people shooting at each other?
0: Yes, there I I agree because the conflict is already there. She's just in the middle of it. You know, she's just another element of it. Not she's not forced into having a conflict with something like Doomsday and Batman v Superman because they need a big bad or they need a monster. And a lot of these uh, big superhero movies have that fault where they put a lot of faceless enemies here. I mean, there's going to be faceless enemies here as well, but it's it's World War One or two. I think it's World War One. Um, yeah, it and, yeah, yeah, it looks world war It looks because of the uh, the, the planes um, and the uh, some of the, some of the armory and stuff that they're wearing. But it looks, uh, I, I like the look of it, and it has color as a DC movie. It has color in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, huge. That's what that's what really caught me is the the color like the beach scene. When like I mean I, the opening shot of that trailer, it was just like the, oh the blue, crystal blue water. The island looked gorgeous, and you know those World War One, World War Two stuff can really be really dark and dingy. So like they really could have gone there with what they what DC normally does with their with their stuff. Um, but I was kind of impressed with the uh, the the blots of color, and even in that scene where she's in the dance hall when all the guys are in that drab uh, olive uh, army green, and she walks in with that with that color. So oh, yeah, man. it was it was great to see that.
0: Such such a great uh, directorial uh, change. Like Dave, what do you think about it? So like, going back a little bit to Batman V Superman,
1: we first saw Wonder Woman show up. We didn't like the fact that Gal Gadot was going to be Wonder Woman. We thought like she we should have been like Lucy Lawless or someone akin to Lucy Lawless, just a very well built, athletic woman. And even though like Gal Gadot is still like a little bit smaller than Wonder Woman should be. She looks amazing she does it well. And I saw the trailer and it's like, I think I even said it when I showed all my friends. I'm like, I'm not, I wasn't even hyped about this until the trailer. Like I saw the trailer and the trailer was like just sold in. It looks like it's going to be great. And I like how, just how her character looks. Like it doesn't look like a sweet, weird, cheesy looking Wonder Woman. She looks like <laughs> Wonder Woman in World War One. Yeah. You know? And, and she-, she has the lasso of truth. She oh, my this, like, God. The shield. She has it. Like, everything is like, it's all there. God. Dude, when
0: you that lasso came up, oh, my God. I, I love it. Like, everything is uh is, is kind of muted except for, like, her costume. And then, like, the lasso just stands out. And I was like, holy crap. We got to see the lasso. Because she used it in BVS. But here, for some reason, it, it stands out more. It looks more uh, more punched up, but yeah, I do like how she has her armor. You see that, like her boots are armored. They're not like cheesy looking, like Party City, you know, like uh, <laughs> the old school Wonder Woman. But oh my God, it's it's gonna be crazy. I mean, like I, I can't wait for her to just just uh, just to just shine in this movie. And, and, and like, I, and I love the fact that it's a strong female character. And I hope, okay, yeah, like. Me too. I, I I hope they don't really harp on the relationship between uh, Wonder Woman and Chris Pine's character. Uh, I, I his his I keep forgetting his name, but they do have a relationship. Yes, that that's in the comic. But I hope they don't harp on that too much. Just let that let let her own like story stand out on its own. You know what I mean? Because you know when the Hollywood movies like oh female character uh she needs to have romance, so let's get her a plot. Uh Black Widow, Black Widow. uh you and you and the Hulk here here here. We need oh, romance. That was we... So awful. Uh, so forced i mean what were you like like what was what was going through your head Vincent, when you saw that when you saw the black widow and, and hulk thing
2: i like out of anything i could have seen them trying to do like black widow and captain america right steve rogers and natasha like i could see that as being a thing but like the whole like it's bad enough that Marvel usually always makes Hulk, like, the worst character. And I've I said that in, I think, <laughs> a, a no podcast or two. For no reason. Yeah. Right. For no
1: reason. He's, such a, he's <laughs> my favorite character. And he's always just, like, the throwaway. Like, ah, it's just Hulk. They don't yeah. know what to do with right. him. Right.
2: And then that whole scene, like, I literally think that that entire, like, romance was only to try to give us that the little glimpses of, like, her in the red room and going through, like, that spy training just so that she could associate herself as being a monster but like oh my god that was the worst I think Marvel romance ever <laughs> and it always happens with, with these, these, these female leads yeah and it's, it's so bad like
0: they don't need that they're strong on their own you know I liked watching Xena Warrior Princess back in the day because she was bad, you know. Like she carried her own. She had an interesting story. You knew that if she went into a situation, she could take it on herself. She didn't. She didn't need no man. <laughs> she didn't need no. anybody else. <laughs> you know. And and Hollywood needs needs to pay attention to that. You know. But but I think you know Hollywood's just a bunch of you know like old, older seventy year old dudes are like oh no, this is how it goes in the back. And the days of bad men. You know, women were secretaries and bring us coffee. Yeah. You know, but yeah, hopefully hopefully there's not too much of that. It looks like we're gonna see a lot of the Amazonians kicking ass. Especially, yeah, in this scene in the trailer you were talking about, Vincent, where you see all the color on the beat scene where all the, the Themyscirans and the Amazonians were just, just kicking ass. Like I didn't I didn't think we we're gonna see that. That's crazy. Yeah, Absolutely was awesome. crazy. Yeah. And uh speaking of crazy and, and things that are out of this world, Doctor Strange. Oh, oh Yes, I think I yeah I was I was gonna get to that later, but I think I think uh, we can say it now no it's okay it's okay best space trailer I mean oh what well, oh, crazy Benedict Cumberbatch playing Stephen uh, Strange and it, and for those of you who don't know uh just small story I mean we all know Wonder Woman but uh, Dr. Strange people don't know. Basically he's uh, one of the best surgeons in the world he uh, gets into an accident and loses um, the ability to use his hands they, they're broken and he tries all over the world to go and see if, we, if he can get his hands repaired by other doctors, by other uh, physicians, by w- whatever he can holistic, uh, western medicine, eastern medicine and then he stumbles onto um, I forget how, the, the ancient one, he goes into this like Tibetan monastery and he finds this like mystical place and uh, you know, they're like, "Oh, you're worthy of uh, knowing these mystical arts, and we can give you the use of your hands, but not conventionally." You know, like, what if I told you that what you think about your real world isn't really how you can apply your knowledge your intellect and how you can apply your actual whole being and, and being and he's like what the hell are you talking about what like, and they're yeah. like no let's let's show you the way open your mind neo free your mind and, and then you know, the ancient one starts showing him all these like fantastical things you can do and starts training him and he becomes uh, the sorcerer supreme the defender of earth and doctor strange is so fantastical one of my one of my favorite characters in Marvel vs. capcom cuz uh, you can't you can't <laughs> when he, when his super goes out like anybody knows you can't you can't it's unblockable because it's mystical powers but uh what, what do you what do you guys think of this trailer it's crazy
2: dude the cape we saw his cape like oh i didn't think God. we would get that in a trailer yes. i literally didn't think we were uh. gonna get his cape in a trailer and he, i didn't see the eye of agamotto though yeah um, i didn't, i was looking for that eye of agamotto <laughs> uh but I was I was really impressed that we actually pretty much saw the entire uh, costume. I wasn't expecting that. Like you got the you got the stash going on, you got the cape going on and there was even that scene where he was like blasting the magic and you kind of see the yes. white streak in his hair. I wasn't really uh, expecting that, but um I mean, I was a little bit worried with the first trailer that like with the like the music that it was going to be like Inception, <laughs> the all Brams, over again. yeah, because
0: yeah. yeah, there's a bit of a theme with Inception there with the buildings and everything and, and the brand. Oh, there it is.
2: He's wearing the Eye of Agamotto right there. Is he? Maybe.
0: Maybe. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Aya of I was I was looking for that. I mean, I, I would I would I would think so. If if uh, yeah, because you get the full costume, the cape, and I wonder how earlier we're going to see it in the movie. But I I love how fantastical this whole thing looks because we've seen. You know, in Thor, they they, they kind of don't stretch the imagination too far. You know, like even Thor says it himself, where he comes from, magic and science are one of the same things. So they kind of keep it in the physical realm, but they really don't give us the mysticism of the Marvel world. And the Marvel world's like, it's it's crazy. It's got a whole bunch of stuff in it. But now they're really gonna go out there, like, all right, guys, there is magic. It is crazy. Just g- get used to it, right? We're trying to ground all these stories within a realm of, of uh, possibilities. We've grounded it with uh, with Thor, with Iron Man, like Black Panther coming. Up. Uh, but with uh this movie it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy i, I love at the at the end of the trailer like <laughs> he gets he gets a little note that says uh, uh shisha shambhala <laughs> and he's like what is this my mantra you guys like no it's our wi-fi password we're not savages <laughs> <laughs> but uh you are dave like what would you guys think of uh this movie coming up i mean holy crap So, actually how you go
3: first um, honestly, I just look forward to it. I look forward to it I'm a little leery though Because I'm mm. like They've tried to connect All of the Marvel movies so far Even the original Hulk Was interlinked. I didn't notice any of the Typical cameo or connections Or anything in this So I'm kind of looking going Okay, you're set in the universe And the moment you start showing The Inception style of I'm going to be altering the buildings Because to be fair Doc- Doctor Strange is kind of In a league of his own I mean, he basically in in the in the comics, my understanding is just the reason a lot of mystical stuff doesn't happen is because he slash his order are basically keeping it hidden from everyone else and making sure that things don't go awry. So I'm kind of looking going, okay. so are they going to do this as a complete offshoot and just keep him as an own its own independent story arc? Or are they going to actually mesh it and actually bring in with the Avengers and everyone that's this room. I'm like, okay. How are you gonna take? Trailer wise, I mean, it looks amazing. It's Marvel. They have, Marvel has learned how to print its own money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marvel just has a stamp that goes. Oh look, let's make another one. Printing money now. Dude,
0: like, every summer it seems like it's a Marvel summer. Every summer it's like, all right, there's a Marvel movie that we're looking forward to. And they've, God, they've delivered. Like, DC really needs to step their game up. Because I'm, I'm a DC guy. And they really need to step their game up. But I'm looking forward to all these Marvel movies. Dave, what do you think? Like, um, so,
1: I don't know too much about Doctor Strange. I'm going to admit that right now.
0: You know, I just know from
1: what I remember watching from, like, the old school, like, Iron Man cartoons from, like, the 90s. Um, and when I think when I think Doctor Strange, I think of the sorcerer from Venture Brothers, the next door neighbor. Like that's the that's the first thing I think of when I that think, think of like, Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah. No, that guy's also... That's like that. He, to me, he, he's not. He's he's yeah. He's a parody of Doctor Strange. Yeah. He, he has the so same like, cape and he looks the same. He, does, like, he has same, the same like routine. weird stuff with his hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but the trailer looks cool. Yeah, I'll agree. It's a little bit too um. <laughs> brought
0: up that character <laughs> of course you would what do you want and I love that he, he has a daughter this was an episode and he was like I left a popsicle in the fridge did you eat it and she's like no dad and he's like wait what I think you're lying right now I'm I'm. are you is this doing anything he's moving his hands around are you Are you lying are you, are you lying and she just like dad get away from me oh but, my god um, that character always killed me
1: so like yeah Trailer dad definitely looks cool makes you want to see it my whole concern is for me it's like it's it's an origin story you know essentially i'm tired of origin stories you know like Mm, when you look at when you look at the span of the different marvel movies when you stick with just one hero the most boring one is usually the one with the origin story for some reason always you know it's great when we watch it but then when part two
3: and part three come out it's like not. i will counter that right here and there iron man i don't know i kind of like the first iron man probably the best
2: origin story ever yeah yeah. yeah, it was a but good it's considered movie. Considered
3: by many, the the movie that launched Marvel into the fantastic world and showed that superhero movies can be made in that style, and still hailed as as the finest of the Iron Man series and one of the better Marvel movies. So I will definitely count. I, I, I'll give you that. Sure, I'll give you that. But like, other than no, it was than a like, straight origin story. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but still, it's like we've. It's
1: I just I just want to see it start. You know what I mean? Like that's what I loved about an Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it was an origin story, but it kind of wasn't. He was already the Hulk. He was already on the run. We didn't have to watch him like get the gamma radiation. We didn't have to watch this. It just he was already the Hulk. You know, he was in Brazil. That's where it starts.
2: And to uh, counter just again though, well, um, as as you've admitted and people in the Twitch stream have kind of admitted as well, that nobody knows Doctor Strange. So I feel that an origin right. story is necessary because like, um, you know, for people like I I do know Doctor Strange pretty well. Like his current comic book run is pretty fantastic um i've really enjoying that and you know that like that book didn't have an origin just dropped you right in because you know dr strange already but there are a lot of people that don't so i think that i'm excited for the origin of dr strange what i'm not excited about though and, and it kind of connects to something else we'll be talking about later is that i'm afraid that the origin story of dr strange and the origin story of iron fist are going to be too similar for people oh, that yeah, don't yeah. know the differences of yeah. the two. <laughs> and that scares me a little bit because they are iron fist and Dr. Strange. Are, they both kind of dabble with mysticism mm-hmm. and they will kind of overlap a little bit. I feel like in origin. And that's the one thing I'm not looking forward to.
1: Although the counter to that, not the counter, but the, what, what you just, you just what to bring up though, that'll probably be how they'll finally break a lot of the mc the movie universe into the netflix series you know if they do overlap they deal with the same stuff maybe we'll see dr Strange show up with like the iron fist you know maybe we'll see some of these characters finally show up and make cameos like in these shows you know Who's was just saying now like especially with the way civil war went and what they're doing Tony Stark won't
3: show up in an episode of, like, Luke Cage the thing or, like, he was bringing up, though, else. is that's actually what, what the mistake that uh, he was actually kind of afraid of, I think, what, what Vincent was pointing out, is actually that's the problem. They Iron are Fist, different. Iron are entirely different. They don't belong together. Right, but who knows? They might. It might find a No, but that's way the things they in. shouldn't. Right. That's Iron Fist arguing. punches
2: the heart of a dragon and gets his powers.
3: Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> so for them to possibly do that... Because they would go, oh, this is mysticism, this belongs together. It's like, no, actually, no, they don't belong together in in any sense. This mm-hmm. shouldn't even remotely start crossing over. And the moment you do that, because, oh, it's mysticism, it's the same thing. It's like, no, Dr. Strange is very different from how Iron Fist works. As right. he said, Iron Fist gets his powers by, I punched the heart of a dragon. Dr. Strange had the... I can actually do this because I studied and here's these neat spell books that actually any mortal, which are some of Dr. Strange's enemies, are John Q. Mortal that finds a spell book, studies it, and can suddenly, boom, I can alter reality now. And it's like very different feels to them where it's if they link them, it's like, no, no, they shouldn't be linked. These are different.
2: Right, right. And there's Um, a really interesting thing that I think is going to be happening as well is that, you know, I've been wanting – MCU to cross over into the uh, television for a long time, oh, yeah. and I kn- it, I know it's not on our agenda, but Agents of Shield uh, mentioned that Hell Rider is actually going to be in the next season, which I think that will help bring kind of a bridge into, like maybe that's kind of what our our bridge into kind of what Doctor Strange's mystic world is because Hell Rider also kind of deals with some of that as well so i wonder you know agents of shield has kind of borderline with like the inhumans and things like that where you know things are a little bit different and i wouldn't mind seeing kind of them bringing this like level of mysticism to agents of shield now too. i think that would be kind of cool
1: that'd be awesome so so for those of us who don't know me included who's hell rider um
2: the, the the movie where what was his name uh nick cage remember that movie that nick cage played in the guy with the Ghost, skull. Ghost, oh, rider. Ghost Rider.
1: Yeah. Ghost Rider. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Never mind then. All right. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so
2: so sorry, did, I said, did I say something different? You said hell rider. hell rider Oh, did I? I'm so sorry. Yeah, you said I mean, Hellrider. I
3: was, I was, I was <laughs> thinking on that. Was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: <laughs> so speaking of, of interesting actual- and. Books
3: thing is, technically speaking, you're correct, because that's where he gets his original powers, and then he winds up tricking So you're him. not wrong, is what he's trying to yes, say. Yes, you're not wrong in where he gets his powers, <laughs> but it was one of those, it was like...
1: Although, the- I can see now Vincent's going to go in the bathroom get his whip out. Shame! Shame! <laughs> <Save! laughs> I got it
0: wrong! So speaking Save. of uh, weird, weird occult things, uh, like let's touch up on this for, for a second. Um, the the Blair Witch is getting another movie, like... I yeah. I have no I have no idea what to say about this. It, it came out and uh, it looks interesting. Um, I don't know. I was I was telling Dave this off channel. I don't know how I can do how they can do found footage anymore because I'm just like, what did they find a cell phone or something like? Uh-huh. Like, like, what is this found footage that's, like thing you're talking what's about? What's turning into
1: actually, to bring it up, um, I spent a lot of time on r creepy and Reddit. You know, a lot of time, and some of the creepiest shit they find are like just lost GoPro, GoPro cameras.
0: Oh wow, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and they actually find some of these things that people lost in the woods or doing whatever, whatever. And that's how they can do it. Like maybe there was a lot, a GoPro camera they found, you know, and like for anyone, if you're up at two o'clock in the morning and you need something to watch, go on our creepy or look up like found footage GoPro (laughs) cameras. A lot of it is fake, but even still, like some of the stuff that is like real or whatever is kind of creepy. I like it. But anyway, what the only thing I like about. The trailer is that Blair Witch is kind of like taking back the genre they started, which was the found footage. You know, they were really the first ones to technically do it in a big mainstream wise. Anyway, first ones to do it. Um, Other movies like Cannibal Holocaust from the 70s, other stuff. They did it also, but they're the ones that really kind of like brought it up. Um, So it's cool to see that. And it's cool to see the movie like the story continue. But nobody was asking for it right
0: yeah it's 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 really odd and, and uh when i saw the trailer i was like oh it looks it looks interesting i don't know if i'll see it in theaters i mean uh, what do you
2: guys think yawn i mean yeah. isn't isn't horror kind of dead like i feel like the genre hasn't been great in a while i mean it's just been like the first boy rachel i remember I, I think i was in high school when it came out and everybody was so petrified of it and like <sighs> I don't think I ever remember ever having such anticipation for such a scary movie to be so let down in my entire life. Oh, and, like, I just, I can't remember ever having a good horror movie since then. And I don't know if this, like, is going to be any better.
1: I mean, it depends on the horror movie. Like, I mean, to say this genre, I mean, you're right. The genre isn't what it used to be.
2: The pop it's genre, think- I guess. Like, the mainstream yeah. horror genre, I guess, is dead
1: right but like i mean certain like for instance like um vhs is like a pretty good like oh horror, my like,
0: god vhs is so good part one and two
1: yeah like it's a really good like horror um anthology series like they kind of like lost it in part three but like part one and two were like phenomenal <laughs> there's a part like, three vhs uh vhs viral whoa and, um, it's it they they dropped the ball big time i'll say that oh okay so, yeah and because yeah. i love the vhs series they're a great series but they kind of dropped it um
0: but going back to like, uh, for those who don't know VHS, it's it's like yeah, you know, like a found footage thing. Uh, yep. These 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 people go into this house and they, they find uh, this these VHS tapes. They put them in and they're just these short. It's it's kind of like kind of like Robot Chicken, but for 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 horror. And uh, and some of these small stories are pretty good, especially uh, in uh, in in VHS two. There's one that's like really creepy, like really creepy. With the compound, with yeah, with the, the cult. Col- oh like, my god! Like I don't. Like the- Oh. The best way we can describe the compound without going huh. into spoilers. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the same thing, sir. God. <laughs> No cuz like we we don't you know, we don't jump easy but like watching that it's oh god like they do such a good job like it's it oh god cuz you know like a lot of these movies are, are stinkers and they're they're not good the horror movie genre there are a lot of jump scares and they're very cheaply made and stuff but like there's something about VHS and the way they do these short stories and and VHS 2 there's this thing where these people go to film this this compound in like the Philippines or Indonesia somewhere somewhere in uh, in yeah, Southeast Asia in there. And, uh, oh, God, and it's a film crew, and they're doing, like, a documentary in there uh, with these VHS tapes, whatever. And then what happens is, like, oh, God, it's the creepiest thing. Jeez, ah, God, you you, you got to watch it. it <laughs> ah, yeah. God, it, it's so creepy. It's, it's, there's nothing disgusting happening. It's just really creepily made, and it's, it's one of the best uh, short yeah. horror stories I've ever and like, seen.
1: And even if that doesn't scare you, there's still, like, other <sighs> stories are going on that freak you out, and there's, like, a weird underlying story between one Over. that carries on into two mm-hmm. about like people that are watching these vhs tapes there's like a lot of that stuff it offers um but it's found footage again you know and it's like it's they did found footage like really really well now vincent i'll be with you like there's a lot of horror movies are like big name horror movies that just don't get it to a certain point like they just drop the ball somewhere in the movie and blair Witch might be that same thing like it's something yeah. no one asked for It's going to be a found footage movie They probably showed the most most scariest stuff In the trailer itself for all we know And
0: and speaking of things uh, no one asked for The Justice League trailer came out and uh, yeah. oh man, so so Batman vs Superman—we've all seen it. We've all seen what happens when the studio and Zack Snyder gets involved. And I I, I still like Zack Snyder because he, he made some. Are you a Watchmen? I really love. I really love it. But maybe he was in over his head with Batman vs Superman, and now we've got the Justice League movie off of that. And the trailer. Uh, the trailer shows a couple of things. Um, I, I liked I liked how how the Flash looked. Um, it, well, in, in regards to his power, his suit, eh, but I like that he's tapping into the speed force as opposed to just having the ability to run fast. I thought that was an interesting take on it. I don't know how well it's going to do, but when, when in the trailer, when, uh, when Bruce Wayne throws his batarang at him, cause, uh, you know, as Ez- Ezra Miller, the guy who plays, uh, um, Barry Allen, this one, you know, he's like, Oh, you've got the wrong guy. I'm not him. Bruce Wayne turns around, throws his batarang. He steps into the speed force and goes to the side and he looks at the batarang. He's like, Holy crap. You're this guy's Batman. You know, and I like that, you know, you see the lightning. and The lightning's not yellow, which I, I don't like at all. It should be <laughs> yellow. But, uh, yeah, what do you guys think of the trailer looking at it? We got Aquaman, we got Jus Momoa, Khal Drogo. He looks pretty
3: badass. Uh, I want to strangle go for DC just oh, because yeah. it's it's one of those... Honestly, from the preview, this movie... Okay, Batman vs. Superman, we can go on for hours as to all of the fail that is that movie. We had a podcast about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is from looking at the preview for justice league it will have enough cool moments namely because of the flash honestly or and probably because of wonder woman cyborg i was immediately taken aback going "Oh wait what why do you show him normal and then in the cyber wait what right. no no he's he's permanently cyborg sorry he doesn't transform or anything um and it was like okay It will have enough cool action moments-ish that I may walk out of it and go, I spent the same amount of money it would have cost for some popcorn chicken and a soda. So, you know what? I'm about as entertained. That's about what I'm expecting, honestly. Because it's just one of those... Uh, everything about it, I sit there going, okay, one, you have at the end, they're going to try and tie this in. You can already see it. They're going to try and tie it in to Batman versus Superman. And there's already some great problems because at the end of that movie, you had Superman in his coffin thumping. So you don't see Superman in this, in this preview that I, I, I could identify, which is one of those, okay, so one of the main powerhouses of the Justice League isn't going to be there because he's dead. Yeah. But even though they hinted at the end of the movie that they're directly trying to tie into that oh wait he's not dead. Cuz well, knows he on the
2: main, isn't Superman on the main movie poster too? Like I yeah. don't yeah, under, I is. don't understand why he's not in the trailer.
3: Well because it, it's like Well, there's going to be this great super threat and the problem that the justice league often has if they're doing the style that they're doing it's there's going to be this great super uber threat yeah that's great and then there's superman who can't be killed who's just going to basically beat the crap (laughs) out of it and everybody else is there to look good or i wonder if he's going to pull like a luke skywalker (laughs) at the end of force awakens like at the end of the movie we're going to get
0: we're going to get superman and it's it's henry cavill of superman no you know what
1: they're going to do they're going to do a dragon ball z everyone's going to get their ass kicked and you Superman know, will show and up. And everyone's all bloody and bleeding. They're all going to be there with their mouths of oh, 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 oh.
0: Uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. like,
1: he flies in out of nowhere and just, like, knocks the shit off wherever it is, like, super quick. And then he's all flying with energy waves coming off him. Okay, maybe not energy waves. But, you know, like, they're going to Dragon Ball Z it, and he just shows up. Like, the trailer was – okay, I'm it. It Trailer's... was kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. It just smile. a little bit. It had, bit, like, a Suicide Squad vibe. It did, yeah. I just – certain things – and we talked about this off-channel, Surge, was – um the flash when he said he wanted to join the he was he's in for it you know and he's like yeah i just you know i don't i don't i don't have any friends you know that made no sense to me he barry would not say that he'd be no, like barry right it's
3: also a forensics uh it, it's one of those he was a clever guy in you know, I guess they're going with the justice league kid flash feel is is how they're going with that thought process but my understanding of the flash was barry allen was a forensic uh investigator for the police department yeah and the the whole concept that they're now doing kid flash essentially is like okay you're kind of taking a, a little bit of a different spin off of this i guess they're doing that because they're trying to do the pseudo comedic version that was in the justice league cartoons maybe i i really don't know where their thought process is coming from on this and quite frankly i'm looking at going he looks like he's going to be fun but honestly i'm just sitting there going i know, this is just there's going to be so much fail so much horrible fail I the best me myself for Justice League, best me my,
1: me myself for Justice League trailer was um it's jason momoa and ben affleck talking to each other like you know as the characters as aquaman and uh, batman and like aquaman's like what do you want and then batman goes i need you to find dory and aquaman goes how do you know that name i <laughs> know
0: that's great <laughs> oh god
1: you know that name? so I'm, I'm actually curious Vincent what do you think
2: I hated this trailer <laughs> I hated it like alright so first and foremost um, Aquaman stole the trailer like by far the best thing that we saw like him just pounding that bottle of Jack and just being engulfed in the waves was probably the most badass thing that I've seen in any superhero movie so far like I mean and granted that was just a clip it, snippet from the trailer things I hated the fact that there's already a great Barry Allen that exists in D.C., and now we have another one that seems way more subpar than anything I've ever seen. Um, the fact that <laughs> Batman was just trying to be Iron Man. Like, I literally yeah. think all they did yeah. was like, "Yes, hey, yes, yeah. Ben Affleck, here's Tony Stark. Here's how Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man. We want you to do that. Like, Batman's not a c- comedian. He's not a funny guy. He's not like this, oh, yeah, so I uh, really am just going to try to be humorous and comedic relief like that's not who he is he's
1: the rock he's the stone he's the guy (laughs) that just just yeah Bruce Wayne has to be that.
0: Batman he, is not. And you know what that is? That that's 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 uh, the studio hearing all the fans. Oh, these movies are too serious. Put some levity into it. Yeah, but don't do it with Batman. With don't Batman. do it with Bruce Wayne. Do it with the Flash. You have the Flash. Yeah. Let him do it. Okay. That's why the Flash is there. That's his purpose. Seriously, that's- it was weird to, to see uh, Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne kind of smile. You know, when, uh, when when the Flash was like, "Oh, I need I need friends," and he's, and he's like, "Really? You'll join?" Oh, that was creepy. <laughs> yeah
2: and that whole scene was just like like what you were saying dave like that was pretty pathetic like barry allen barry allen would never be like oh yeah i just uh uh, need super friends yeah that's not
0: barry allen at all
2: no it was just i don't know that it the trailer didn't give me any hope but i will most likely see it because aquaman stole it for me and like i just want to see how what they do with him like he just looked badass. Like that whole thing just looked amazing. Caldrogo.
3: I, now I have a question on this because okay, memory. If memory serves, okay, um, feel free to correct me events on this. But if memory serves, first cyborg. That was another thing that kind of bothered me. Cyborg was weirdly with the Teen Titans, and that was and yes. then showed up a little right. bit, which is where I got the the Kid Flash connection, which they're kind of going with. He was not a member, he was a member of just, he was not a founding member no. on the board. And that's where it's like, so wait a second, why do you have Cyborg who <laughs> just, one, you know, they, from the preview, it's like you show him as person and then you show, I'm pretty sure they're going to do origin story. And or he something.
2: was wearing like a, a Letterman jacket during that. Yeah, preview. no, was yeah. yeah. fine. it's
3: like, no, no, those cybernetics weren't attached. They're not something he just attaches to him. They're part of him. It's how he's alive. But I- ignoring that so it's like okay so you got the little bit of the teen titan preview vibe thing going here A- and it's like okay this isn't even the founding members of the justice league arguing comic book style that was wonder woman superman batman flash and green eh, green lantern green yeah yeah that's, and, lantern. and that's where it's like that was the original core so that's where it's like okay so you're missing one of your founding members you've kind of warped and as you point out Vince, they already have an amazing Flash that they could have easily gotten rights to and brought in you know Flash the one on the Netflix series that's oh. already won several awards for <laughs> best original series it's such a, ah, and, original and it's s- like so so why don't you take you know this amazing Flash that you've already established the back uh, background to and kind of bring him into this movie
2: well to be <laughs> fair Marvel doesn't do that either yeah and, they don't and it, they don't it pisses don't. me off like they don't they separate their cinematic and their tv but if you look marvel's smart because they never dual character like in their That's in their true. tv yes, shows yeah. and in their movies they don't cast doubly so right. it's like dc has like like this issue where you know the, the biggest issue with dc i've always had was the lack of continuity in their universe and like I really like the the CW show with Barry Allen. I think he's a perfect Barry Allen. Like, but people don't watch. Not, some people might not have watched the show, so they might not get the connection. But like, that's a perfect opportunity to give fan service and reward your fans who do actually buy into your universe because you can rebuild an origin in to the the, the new movie, but still use the same actor for people that actually have come to love and know. That feel, and I just feel like they've really dropped a ball there, and it's disappointing to me.
0: Zack Snyder actually commented on that. He was saying uh, on in an interview. Um, that they have a different tone in, in the movie-verse, and uh, you know, like Grant Gustin, also the guy who plays The Flash in the CW, he also commented too he's saying, you know, like, uh, they're going a different direction, and, and the show uh, on the CW has a different theme as well so I kind of see why, you know, they didn't come to me, but they casted Ezra Miller but he also gave Ezra Miller his blessing, he's like you know, that guy's a cool dude, I think he's gonna do a cool job, and it's just, our TV show theme is not what they're looking for and Zack Snyder said, we have a bit of a darker look and, and a feel, and it's just not what we're uh we're, we're gonna do speaking of uh i
2: didn't see dark at, his his little cameo in that trailer didn't seem dark at all It seemed dorky and lighthearted. <laughs> like I yeah I yeah, yeah wait, like yeah. imagine imagine seeing grant gustin like as as a flash in this movie i mean yeah because in during the cw show i mean he goes through some dark times like you see like i i'm not caught up on this season so i i don't really know it's but actually like pretty good yeah, but I mean, you see him go through some struggles and some dark times, and and do some things that were questionable, and you know, like I, I don't know, I could totally see him doing that.
0: And uh, so, speaking of interesting things and, and dark tones, there's a new King Arthur movie coming out. I had no idea this this was going to be a thing, but it looks really cool. It uh, it, it's it stars. Um... Oh God, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, he, he he's he's been in Sons of Anarchy. Uh, he's been in Pacific Rim, and he's yeah. a he's a really good actor. I forget his name all the all the time, but uh, he's really cool. And this movie, it, it looks awesome. It looks like a badass look at, at King Arthur, you know. And the director, um, uh, Charlie Charlie Hunnam was saying, you know, we're taking a direction where he kind of doesn't want to be King Arthur. Like he's already like he's got some some good stuff going on for him already. Like he's a strong guy. Like he he's got his own uh, money. He's kind of like a Robin Hood. And he doesn't want to be, but people are like, alright, we need someone to rule because these are dark times that we live in, and he says uh, he's gonna parallel that to what we're going what's going on with us today. But it looks uh pretty fantastical. Um I, I don't know what, what to make of it or how good it's gonna be, but I love movies in like medieval times. I'm a sucker for those, so I'll probably go see it.
3: If you couldn't tell from my angry head shaking and like throttling voice, I I literally hate everything about this.
0: Whoa, let's go.
3: Everything about this First off, Mm -hmm. King Arthur is a legend, a Britannic legend that has a very well-known and storied arc, and I will point to the movie Excalibur as a great background for old-school movie but still really fun to watch because it perfectly hits the nail on the head for all the Arthurian legend, Okay. This thing is nothing more than somebody reaching into the bag of tricks, similar to what they did with Russell Crowe and his new thing with Robin Hood. Oh, God. Like, hey, let's... And I'm going to make that comparison because it's nothing more than... I know, here's this cool old legend. Let's try and reinvent it with special effects and Broody kind of not wanting to be the hero because that's the new in thing. Because make it we Because we've got Deadpool and Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man. So it's, let's do the kind of good guy but doesn't really want to be the superhero. Throw in some cool special effects, and then go, "Hey, look!" And then let's slap King Arthur on it, and be like, "Yeah, there we go. Now we've got a blockbuster hit." And it's like, and it's, and <laughs> "Suck, <laughs> suck." Oh, so I,
0: I, I love, I love the enthusiasm. I and mean, uh, I, I, it's weird that um, um that, 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 that guy Ritchie has his part in this. So I was just like, "What? The guy who makes all those uh, those English gangster movies? Really?" <laughs>
1: And what, what you had just said Basically like Okay So Guy Ritchie makes Phenomenal British gangster movies Like I don't think I've seen any one Of his movies Locks
0: Talks Two Smoking Barrel
1: Um,
2: Snatch Freaking Rockin' sh- Oh Snatch was fantastic
0: Love yeah. Snatch Love the uh, Rock and Roller That's a badass movie as
2: well Oh yeah so bro that's,
0: It's
1: definitely like His type of mo- That's what he does the best Um, He did direct also Like if you guys remember Sherlock Holmes Back in the day And Sherlock Holmes Sherlock Holmes too Which really weren't that great it's almost going to be the same I feel like the King Arthur movie is going to be similar to that where oh, he's oh yeah
2: thinking, you're right it does have that past. feel
1: right doesn't it and yeah. he's going to have he's going to know like some weird martial art for whatever fucking reason you know they had back in Britain um yeah <laughs> And he's going to try maybe, like, maybe the guys he's fighting are, like, gangsters and whatnot. Who knows? Like, I feel like... It did have
3: that gangster vibe. If you looked in the trailer, yeah. it actually had that, like, born in the streets kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this is not Arthur. That, that has nothing to do with it. There's just no gangs. and t- Like, seriously, no. when they were
1: saying, like, raised in the streets, born to be a king, I'm like, what, is 50 Cent going to show up? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are they saying this shit? You know? So it's yeah. like... I, I, I kind of feel like that's what he's going to do with it. Like, I mean, it, would be, it could be cool to see, like a gangster style take on King Arthur, maybe, you know what I mean? But
3: don't call it King Arthur though. Yeah. That's like, don't do, do a cool, you could totally take this and do another movie with born to be king and, and call it something else. Just don't call it Arthur and, and try and pass it off. It's like stamping based on a true story on something and then going with your own direction. It's like, that doesn't, Based on a true matter. story. Ninja turtles. Exactly. It's like that doesn't make it better. All I don't do-
2: even care. I'm t- totally gonna see this movie. Yeah, like, yeah
0: seriously. Yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, to,
1: to be fair, as, as much as I I didn't, want, didn't like the trailer too much, I'm gonna see it too. Yeah. I, no. I, I I can't. See <laughs> I, now
0: I I really want to hear your guys' take on our next feature, Kong Skull Island, the King Kong movie. Why? Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow
0: okay that's that's enough there. That. next topic <laughs> i can tell you well no i can
2: tell you why because godzilla versus king kong that's gonna exactly. be a thing like exactly. as soon as i saw that it was directed by uh the people that did godzilla i'm like oh yeah that's why it's a thing like they're, they're naturally setting
3: up, they're setting up monster island like you can oh, yeah. even see the fact that they call it you know king kong skull island it's like they are especially when you see his size they're not going with the, they're going with the, like, okay, ridiculously huge proportion. Right. Godzilla so size. The, right, exactly. It's Godzilla size so that this way, if they introduce Godzilla, it'll be perfect because the two of them will be the same size. And then, yes, we can get our King Kong vs. Godzilla <laughs> with the new film. But it's still, why? Why? Just... But the st- what I liked about it honestly was
1: like the star power they have in this movie. Yeah, so holy crap. just have a lot of star Dude, power. Dude, Samuel Jackson that feels John okay. Goodman. <laughs>
3: Virus. You don't but, know what yeah, that movie John- is, don't watch it. John
1: Goodman, Samuel L. Jackson, um Tom oh Hiddleston. Yep. Who else? Oh uh, crap. Um Oh my god, I can't remember
2: his name. He was in Captain Chicago Marvel
1: played yeah.
0: Or
2: Captain
1: Marvel's
0: um, gonna be in there too. Yeah.
2: So it's like a lot of like Huh? Brie Larson's going to be in there, too? Yeah, yeah, Brie Larson. I didn't, I didn't I, notice that. I
0: think I saw um, Orlando Jones, the guy who used to be the 7-Up guy. <laughs> make, <laughs> make seven yeah, 7-Up yeah. yours. Make 7-Up yours. Yeah. <laughs> Look how old you become. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But it, it looks like, it looks cool. Like, it looks interesting. It
1: and, like, I'm more excited about... Okay, so I, I was like I was always up like King Kong when I was a little kid. You know, because I'm a big, hairy monster. Um, But... <laughs> So, like, I couldn't wait for Peter Jackson's King Kong. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. (sighs) It's a remake of the original. And, uh, like, I I, couldn't... I didn't enjoy that. It was way too just... I couldn't watch... The part that fucked me up the most is probably when they felt like in the canyon all the bugs were coming out. Oh,
0: that's one of the creepiest things.
1: Yeah, like, I don't care who you are, that fucks you up. But, like, it wasn't... He made it way too dramatic. And it wasn't necessary to be that dramatic. So now seeing this, this King Kong, I'm. it's more action. It's like Godzilla, and it's going to be... And even, like, the poster for it looks just like the Godzilla poster. Like, yeah. the meat, smoke coming off and all that. So we're going to see really cool. And I like the fact that they're, like, hiding what King Kong looks like. We know he's a giant ape. We get that, you know. But what's he going to look like as a giant ape, <laughs> you know? So I'm... I like big monsters. I like giant robots, you know, so hopefully this starts turning into like king kong versus godzilla versus like the pacific rim got you know like
0: the the Jaegers and whatnot hopefully it turns into that <laughs> yeah. now now really quickly who would you guys have win king kong or godzilla
3: i, I have to point out okay we all know how this ends godzilla wins because godzilla is king of monsters that's true Okay, so that's, you want that's... you so you want Godzilla, Dave? Well no, because that's the thing, is every film that did this was based on Godzilla was king of monsters. But who do you
0: want to win is the question.
3: Um, the Jaegers. Oh god. Option C. Great. <laughs> I go with Godzilla. Personally, <laughs> I'm more of a Godzilla fan. I option Godzilla D, option
0: fan. D, Harry Potter. I in... go
3: with option D, though, because come on. How badass would it be to have a bunch of Jaegers drop in? I mean, come on, it's the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny. If you haven't heard that song listen to it just because it was you know it's ninja turtles transformer is and every single power ranger all fighting in the ultimate showdown because yes. ultimate
0: destiny yeah i, w-
3: I want to
1: say king kong cause i love king kong but i am always been more a favor if i had a, between the two of them i've always liked godzilla more just because you know he's like badass he's a giant dinosaur and i love who doesn't love what little kid does not love the godzilla roar you know? Very yeah. true. Like, yeah. God, it, dude, in the theater, surge. you heard me over the roar because I got so excited. Yes, that was very unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's it's. I'd have to go with Godzilla.
0: What about you, Vincent? I, I'd have to go with Godzilla as well. Same. Godzilla fan. Uh, another, another thing I'm a huge fan of is Harry Potter, and we have another glimpse into that world. I'm so glad this is a thing. Thank you, J.K. Rowling. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh, my God. The part in the trailer where you get to hear the Harry Potter theme, but it's, like, really hammed up, like like in the Force Awakens trailer where you got to hear the Star Wars theme, but it was, like, really, really orchestrally hammed up. God. Like, Vincent, what, what, do, you, what do you think of this movie? How, have you have you seen – are you a Harry Potter fan? Have you seen the
2: other movies? So, not a huge Potter guy. I, I read uh, – f- what is it? Four out of six? six five or six books? I think mean, six books. Okay. I read four out of six of them uh saw one out of twelve movies. I don't know how many movies there were. I just assumed there was twelve because I feel like they probably why not, right? They probably printed money. So um yeah, I mean I guess for this particular trailer I kinda have to take a pass on. I, I I'm not really a, a, a Potter guy. Hmm.
1: So I've always been a fan of like the Harry Potter universe. Um I've never read the books. I'll say that right now. I never read the books. I knew of them a lot of my friends read them, but I myself did not read them. And I didn't get introduced until, like, the Sorcerer's Stone, like that. Of course, like, everyone, I like, saw the first movie and I was like, whoa! Because it's like, whatever you imagine as a little kid, like, a wizardry school would be, was on screen, you know? so I've always loved the world of, like, Harry Potter because of that. Um, and I like to see where this trailer is going to go. I like that it's a story taking place in this world and it's not necessarily a prequel to Harry Potter. You know, it's just a story that's happening and I would like to see them past this expanded even more. Yeah. You know,
0: what else
1: can they do in this universe? Where else can they go? What else can they find? Shit, I think there was supposed to be like a show years ago about the horrors, and them like hunting down like like evil wizards. Like, so it was be like it was going to be like on Netflix but like never went not Netflix, uh, FX, but never went like anywhere apparently. But mm. yeah, I'm I'm happy about it. How about how
3: about you, sir? You, huh? I I have to go with Vincent, honestly. Um, I'm uh, now. Wow, you look like Harry Potter. Wow, yes, I I, really? I get that on so many times, but wow, um, I have seen all the movies. I tried reading the books; not really my style. Um, I I didn't care for the re- uh, writing overall. I did enjoy the films. I'm not an avid Harry Potter fan. I do agree with Dave that when the first film came out, I was very giddy because it was like, wow, this is very (laughs) nostalgic. This is actually really cool. It's how I would like to see wizardry. Um, But it was one of those overall, I look at going, it's going to be a fun film. I'm more of, I'll I'll probably go see it because, okay, just to go see it for a movie. But I'm, I'm kind of like, it looks like a fun movie to just go see a fun movie. I'm not really swayed one way or another because it's Harry Potter. It's like, Eh, it's so okay. weird because I'm such a, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm like, I read all the
0: books. I'm a Harry Potter fan uh, because it takes place in America. It's like, holy crap. Like I never thought this thing would continue. Nonetheless, like this is based off of an encyclopedia, fantastic beasts and where to find them. Like, and JK Rowling fleshed out the story and everything. So it's like a completely like new IP in the Harry Potter world. And uh, Eddie Redman is a great actor. Absolutely, a, a great actor and everything he's—he's that he's, I've seen him and everything he's ever been in, and of course you have the amazing special effects from from ILM, and all—all all these movies just have such a great feeling of wonder and and mystery, and it, it, you just get enthralled and just. Put yourself into that world. You get lost into it. At least I do every time I watch every single one of the movies, and and it looks looks pretty cool. So we'll see when it comes out. You know, like it might be banking on the fact that people love the other Harry Potter movies. So right. I'm not I'm not going to say it's going to get it's going to you know knock it out of the park. You know, let's let's just put that out there, and everyone's expectations needs to needs to calm down. Everyone's thinking this thing's just going to sell and it's going to be good. People are going to see it, but is it going to be good? Can this movie live up to the whole series, and will it bring down the rest of the series? because it might not do so well i mean everyone's gonna see it pay money but hey everyone paid money to see bvs but uh <laughs> triggered oh, did he just compare harry potter to batman versus superman triggered oh man speaking of triggers uh another thing that's coming out next week suicide squad holy
3: crap god i, mean, I can't wait for this movie <laughs> And, uh, oh. i i Vincent. and i probably have similar thought process on this Shoot. actually coming from it okay first off will smith is probably now will smith is probably going to carry this role because honestly his dead shot he looks like he's going to be pretty spot on like actually from the previews and from what i'm seeing i'm like okay will smith is definitely going to carry this i have a feeling um who's the actor that's playing the joker um jared, jared, leto. jared, jared leto. leto he's going to do an okay he's doing a different take on the Joker, and I don't think he's going to do a bad job. I don't think he's going to live up to the icon that has become Heath Ledger, so unfortunately it's he's gonna get berated for that, even though I have a feeling he's gonna do fine. It's just he's not gonna be able to shine in that same way. I am... The rest of the characters are gonna be okay. The a- actress who's doing Harley Quinn is trying to do the version that they gave her in a script, Yeah, she's the character that pisses me off the most because that's not Harley Quinn in like any sense and Vincent can go over this Harley Quinn was a psychiatrist who came to Arkham. She was a brilliant one at that, and that's why she was chosen specifically to interview and evaluate the Joker, and in so doing, she fell in love with him, and that started her whole process of becoming psychotic. She was not, in the way they've had this movie set up, she's never seen the Joker, and apparently from the previews is going to meet him and start falling for him completely off. They have her set up as a blonde ditz, who is good at combat, yes, but also the, oh, yes, just the line of, oh, eh, the voices in my head told me to try and escape. <laughs> that was really oh, no, annoying. I was really mad like at
0: this. that. That was a really annoying was, like, thing.
3: Like also with her changing and then going, what? And just looking, it's like Harry, Harley Quinn was not a blonde. She was an incredibly intelligent woman. She was an amazing athlete. And the thing is, she she had a loyal following because she was originally nothing more than an offshoot character that DC as a whole brought in because of the popularity that the fans said, this is such a great character to bring. Balance the Joker because whereas he is completely psychotic, she is far more rational but also kind of edgy and has a much more human side to her because later on she actually shows up completely independent, not only linking up with Poison Ivy, she links up with Power Girl for a little bit. She actually has a fun comic series off on her own, which they did. So it's like you have basically taken Harley Quinn and you turned her into the sex version of it that fanboys want. And it's like that's not Harley Quinn. And it's going to suck and i don't blame the actress i blame the fact that the writers went hmm we need to show harley quinn as being sexy because that's what she shows up at at a lot of the comic cons so yeah (laughs) let's have her walk around in a bikini
2: i also find it strange too that again um another kind of thing that happened in the tv show with arrow right like you kind of had the suicide squad with arrow and you already had a dead shot and all this stuff. And it's like, so I, I guess my problem is just the continuity again. It's like, it's weird that like these producers at a higher level don't really talk to one another and don't allow oh, yeah. the timing of things to maybe like unfold, like suicide squad happened first and then let arrow kind of do its own little thing. Like it's not necessarily that the actors have to be the same, like, but it's just, I, I don't know. It I, I agree also that like, Will Smith is going to carry this movie, despite the fact that like, like Jared Leto is the man. Thirty Seconds to Mars is probably one of my favorite bands. He was fan- <laughs> he was fantastic in Fight Club. Like, yeah, uh, Requiem for a Dream was oh my God. the most mind fucked I've ever been in my life. So good, but like, uh, so I I really like Jared Leto, and I feel like he could definitely be a good Joker. I just don't get what they're doing with the Joker in this movie. And will it even matter after this movie? Like, will Joker show up in one of the new Batman? Like, will it even matter? Like, does, does this movie matter? That's the question. Does Mm. this movie even fucking matter? Or is it just going to be a waste of time? And, you know, I feel like the, the trailer shows us all the best parts of it. I feel like the action will literally be like that last scene because there's so many characters that we're going to have to try to learn about. Like we don't know anything about some of these people because they've never been in anything else other you know, there's been no offshoot movies like you're having a big collaboration movie before you even met any of these characters, so, like when you see the Avengers and stuff like that, you had two Iron Man movies, you had a Captain America movie, you had two Hulk movies, albeit one didn't really exist in canon, but uh, you, you, like, you had all these other things, and we're just getting dumped into a collaboration movie with a bunch of supervillains that we absolutely know nothing about, and how the fuck were they captured in the first place? Batman didn't do it. Or are we going to find out that Batman did it? And that, like, you know, I, there's that scene of Jared Leto Joker and Harley Quinn and the Lamborghini and the Batmobile chasing him. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this movie is. I don't get it. I don't understand why it's a thing. And it's cool. I've heard
0: some of those arguments. Now, what what do you think about people who also, yeah, they agree with you and they say, okay, like we don't know any of these characters except for like Joker. We know Batman's in it. Harley Quinn. Boomerang. Bo- Boom, We don't know Captain Boomerang. Uh, people don't know like Killer Croc. They don't. They don't know Deadshot. But Guardians of the Galaxy also didn't have origin stories, and that that got knocked out of the park. So who knows? It might. It, this it thing might is sell. Different
3: yeah. style. The thing is, Marvel is really good. At slowly introducing, uh, that's where I, I will argue a little bit with you, Vincent, in the sense that I, we've seen it before with other movies, um, kind of A-team style, where it's, okay, you bring in the characters and you can do brief blurbs. All it takes is them doing a five-second blurb of such and such, like Katana. The, right. the, the one Japanese all they have to do is five second shots of her you know fighting off police officers or something going okay she's an expert here Captain Boomerang it's like they don't need a huge backstory to kind of introduce them as being experts or far beyond normal mortals and, and the, they've done that
0: in like in the first trailer like uh, you had the guy reading off oh okay uh, dead shot he shoots stuff this girl she did stuff and like you're possessed and uh, you're crazy and I was like oh that's pretty interesting introducing the characters like that it might, it might be a Guardians of the Galaxy thing where it just works as is this band of people and we're probably going to get an explanation you know because we got Amanda Waller in charge uh, and she's probably going to be like alright well you this this and that we're going to need your power we're going to need you to do this you do this you do that and we're going to send you over here to do something I, I, I am afraid Vincent that, that we have seen the best parts in the trailer I am afraid that it's, it's, it's just going to be that and I'm going to be super pissed if that's the case because I am going to pay money to see in theaters and I'm going to be right. super freaking pissed if that is the case if it is the case I'm coming for you Hollywood
2: I am coming for two feel Brizzly. Like this movie is going to be just a bunch of one-liners strung together with some action. Oh,
0: I hope not, man, cuz I'm really so looking many, forward to it. So I hope not.
2: So many big names. I think Joe. I, I I like I think the Joker will probably be a little bit more in depth and I think he'll probably have the most depth of anything cuz that's obviously the most iconic character in all of this stuff. But like I literally just think this movie is going to be one-liners from all these guys cuz there's so many of them that like you're not going to be able to have, I feel like, a bunch of banter, like a lot of meaningful conversation. So mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be big names like Will Smith and Jared Leto and um, Margot Robbie, just like one-liners. That's what I think this movie is.
0: Every time the, the camera cuts to them, it's just like, they might as well look at the camera, you know. Yeah, I hope not. But uh, well, one thing that's going to give us a lot of laughs, I think, with one-liners is Lego Batman. With uh, oh, yes. Will, yes. with Will Will yes. Arnett as Batman. Who would have thought Will Arnett delivering lines as Batman? Oh my God, I love him in Arrested Development, one of the greatest shows ever made. And and in a trailer, you see a lot of the levity, a lot of the fun. And I, I, I like these like the first Lego movie was incredible. I, I didn't think it would be like that at all. You know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of commentary on what we're going through today. A lot of a lot of adult theme stuff more than like any other animated feature. You know, you have like the work commute, the commentary on that. Um, that that was funny. I love how people commute to work. They grab their coffee. They sit in traffic. I was like, wait, what? What is this? Is strictly for adults and all the other themes too. But in this, oh god, this movie—it's it's gonna be crazy. I, <laughs> I, I I can't wait to see this. It's 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 gonna sell out. What, what do you guys think of this? Yeah, I'm
1: going uh, go uh, no, no. You this, first. You first. Um. So yeah, I definitely want to like. I'm excited to see it. Like, I mean, Lego yeah. movie was anything to do with Lego is fun. Whether it's, like, the Lego movie, the Lego video games, like, whenever you throw Lego into, like, the, into the mix, it's a fun time. It's good to see. Um, and it looks, I mean, just from the trailer, we, from the trailers we've seen so far in this trailer, including, it just looks funny as shit, you know? That's, like, the best it, way to can put it. Ditto.
3: Like, honestly, I'm just gonna, this is the kind of movie where I could sit there and it's, like, I'm going to sit there, pay my money, sit down, and no, I'm going to laugh with my, I'm going to leave with my cheeks hurting because I'm going to be laughing.
2: Yeah. done i mean it's it's lego man i mean lego i think has more depth to the dc characters that they've had in their movies <laughs> than dc has <laughs> <laughs> um, Warner Brothers yeah.
3: should probably oh, yeah. like, wow. Continue to license take, their rights. Take, take, that's so true.
0: Take notes, take notes. That's yeah. so oh my god, that's it's so true. I wonder I wonder what, what it is about the these DC animated, you know, we we have this uh you know, this <laughs> the Lego animated DC animated movies that are so much better. Like the, the production quality uh is, is better. The, the the story and the plot and everything, the characters are fleshed out. It's cra- it's like why can't they translate that to, to live action? But uh but this
2: movie in itself looks looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's just awesome. I, I I love the Batman. I I just love the Batman. That <laughs> like Will Arnett, it was just the perfect thing. That like the perfect Batman they could have chosen. Like it's it's he has that dark voice, but is still able to be really funny. And like maybe that's what. Uh, uh, Ben Affleck was taking notes on was the Lego movie instead of researching his role. Maybe that's why he was trying to be so funny in Justice League.
0: I hope so. He was like, oh, wow, this Lego movie looks pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Another movie that I can't, really can't wait for is going to be awesome. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, uh, yes. Now they, they haven't released a trailer yet, but uh, there's some information that came out. Uh, there's going to be a whole new playlist. Uh, there's there's going to be Kurt Russell's in it. Kurt Russell oh, is is gonna shit. play Star Lord's dad. Yeah. I'm
2: Crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's Crazy. gonna play Star Lord's dad. And he's also gonna be uh this uh, this thing called Ego the Living Planet, which is which is gonna be interesting. Yeah. It's just this dark like uh Vincent Dini, uh do you, how you guys know about this about Ego, the Living Planet?
2: Yeah, I was I was really, really shocked that they ended up going with that. Because obviously, I mean, I maybe it's not obvious, but Star-Lord's dad in any of the comic book canon is Jason from... Um, uh oh, what's the name of that planet? I'm forgetting. Wh- whatever. That's why he's half alien, um, was he's from this other planet, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. So I thought it was a little bit strange that they ended up going with um, with Ego as the father. But he ego is actually one of the villains. And uh, if you watch any of the Marvel animated stuff, like you actually see them go up on this planet and they like fly in his nose and have to like punch out his brain <laughs> is kind of interesting. That's so, awesome. A little bit weird. They went with that as his father, as they had perfectly good canon to draw from uh star Lord's father in, in the books and a character that could have had some depth to him. And so I was a little bit weirded out by the choice, but you know, that was probably the least favorite thing I think Marvel's done for me so far mm-hmm. is like that. But I, I'll Kurt point Russell, out though
3: the thing is, they actually did you know, on the note of Star Lord, they actually changed his character a little bit anyway. Because technically, Star Lord in in the comics is one older, two not nearly the you know playboyish fly around oh i'm sorry i forgot you were there kind of thing sleep around person it's like so they they actually gave yeah. a different spin on it so that's where i'm like okay because if you were to actually use the comic book star lord um from what i saw it's kind of a dull character it, mm. it, it's it, it's i mean not bad but it's one of those like i can think of other badass characters that are far more entertaining wolverine um nova, <laughs> nova it, it, like yes yes yeah, it's like there, there's so many other characters and that's where it's like, yes, he leads them, but it's like they had to do something to make him more of the lead role and make him a more memorable character. So I don't mind if they're shifting away from the, some of the Marvel continuity in that sense to make it a little bit more entertaining or interesting. So it's one of those. OK, I think that one they can kind of give a pass, especially since Guardians of the Galaxy is also not nearly as well known. To many individuals, it was a much more yeah. niche comic book series. Not yeah. saying it wasn't popular, but it was definitely something that when it came out, as you pointed out, Serge, it's just when it came out, these were characters most people had never even heard of. All they knew was suddenly there's a talking raccoon that's firing a rocket launcher <laughs> on the back of a living <laughs> tree. And they were like, What is this? This is awesome. And the few people in the audience are going, Oh man, that's Groot and Rocket Raccoon. But it, and they're going, Who? so it's like okay so they can kind of do with the guardians i think they're actually taking advantage of the fact that they can they have more leeway because there's not as big or as strict of a comic following compared to like iron man or captain america where it's like these are iconic characters their backstories are well known and if you try and really deviate from that you will get so much flack from fanboys that just. <laughs> it's. It, you will be. A, your movie poster will be non existent. It will be ev- evaporated. So it's. I think they're taking advantage of that and going, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, we can kind of have fun with because it's it's a funner area. We don't need to be as. Let's try and make this.
2: But what's their kid. end game by. You know, if Star Wars' father was a big deal, you know, there's rumors that it might have been the collector because he had the Adam Warlock pod Mm. there in his, like, you know, there's all these rumors about like uh, who his father was going to be. And like, I don't really quite understand what their end game is with it being ego. And I mean, obviously I'll have to wait to see the movie. Like that's the point of why they film it. But in in my mind, I'm just like you, I I just, there's such a huge disconnect because in the Marvel universe, you would never have seen ego uh, or in the comic book universe. Like you don't ever see him in that light. So I just wonder like, why they went with that choice
0: yeah I wonder how that's actually going to work i mean hey if it's in the movie they probably figured it out but it, it seems seems like a strange choice to me i i, I don't know that's gonna work but uh so speaking of strange things um well th- things that work netflix has been doing amazing things with, with all of these uh these these titles here. We got a new trailer for Defenders, uh Daredevil, yeah. Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Like, oh my God. Which which one of those are you guys most looking forward to? For, I'll say Luke Cage.
2: For, I, I'm Luke excited Cage. for Iron Fist because I'm excited to see a more mystical uh spin to the, the Marvel uh stuff on Netflix. Nice. Yeah I'm
0: looking Damn. forward to uh well i think all of them i mean what about you Juha? yeah
3: i i'm i'm kind of back and forth I'm, i was never a huge luke cage fan i mean he's, he's cool actually I, there's a friend of mine who literally looks like luke cage and <laughs> dressed as a cosplay. yeah yeah we see him at um, new york
0: comic-con he looks legit
3: yeah he's a big dude and it, it, one of his favorite characters is luke cage i was never a huge fan myself um honestly i'd say both in uh, all in equal measure, because honestly, Netflix at this point in time has started really learning how to get the uh, get the get the tires rolling. So they can just do kinda... just
2: about anything.
3: Yeah, basically, yeah. They, they they figured it out. So similar to Marvel, it's I basically sit back, recline, press play, and go <laughs> entertain me. Yeah, and apparently days. one
1: one quick thing I found out about the Mike's friend who plays uh, Luke Cage, Sergio. Apparently, the guy the guy's that size, he doesn't work out. Really. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just naturally that big, like that naturally that massive.
2: He so. was in a show uh, called The Good Wife. It was a uh, the, the actor that plays Luke Cage. And it's interesting because in that show, he is a like sleazy crime lord. So when I saw him in Jessica Jones my, and my wife watched Jessica Jones with me and she's like, oh, my God, that's the Laurent from uh, The Good Wife. So it was really interesting to see him <laughs> in that role and like a superhero role because I'm used to seeing him as a uh, drug kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> now in the opposite end cleaning up everything the kingpin is doing crazy
0: yeah. or maybe that's why they cast i'm like oh what if this guy's in the opposite end hmm might be might be a good choice but yeah i'm i'm excited for all of them but i think iron fist because it's the most mystical and fantastical you know like we're I, like i hopefully we'll see more of the uh, uh the levity side but uh
2: yeah that's all um good. oh sorry i was just gonna say that was gonna tie back into like dark sky remember in like the first season of daredevil you know, there was that dark sky stuff that was going yeah. on with like, a little kid. And to me, that is like, like I, I felt like they kind of just brought that into play. And then we're just like, oh, never mind. We're going to now do season two, Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. and completely ignore that any of that stuff ever happened. So, like, I'm itching for more of that. And I think that um, Luke Cage will actually, uh, sorry, uh, Iron Fist will actually bring some of that into us. Absolutely
0: uh speaking of things bringing it to you um we're getting about about time here so i'm gonna pop the secret question everyone haha <laughs> taking it done. over because Rick's not here <laughs> secret question yeah. time. Alright, my secret question for the podcast today is uh, Comic-Con is filled with all of these amazing things that we love. Comics, movies, TV shows, and they all take us to these very fantastical and adventurous worlds. Some scary, some you actually want to be in. So, if you were to pick a world that you can be a part of, you know, like if you were to put yourself through the screen, through the looking glass, and be a part of a world... Uh, for maybe something we've talked about something we haven't talked about it could be a TV show movie comic which world would you live in
3: even though I'm a huge Marvel fan I would not survive I know this (laughs) so I would actually have to go with the Harry Potter world because you know what I have always loved the idea of magic and the ability to walk into a world where it's like yeah I can walk into my house and you know things start floating around sitting on my rocking chair or something and then flying about is something that's real and can happen and I sit there going yeah because the problem with Marvel is Marvel is is still cool never want to go to dc i would would die horribly and be chopped up and put into a refrigerator um but the thing is marvel even though marvel's good marvel does have its share of baddies as well and unfortunately unless i'm a superhero i am very much fodder for everything else whereas in harry potter it's like i have the potential for getting into cool wizardry stuff and so it's like
1: yeah I'll, i'll i'll agree with you like at first i want to say star wars of course star wars universe But there's really no guarantee I'm going to have a good life if I'm in the Star Wars universe, (laughs) you know? There's no guarantee I'm going to have Force powers. There's no guarantee I'm going to be anything that will give me a good quality of life other than being killed. Um, (laughs) So I agree with, like, the Harry Potter universe thing, because, uh, say Harry Potter universe, just because, really, the Harry Potter world is not too dissimilar than our own. It's our world, but with magic in it, you know? So there's a possibility of being a magic user or meeting a magic user or giving born to a magic user you know so there's always that ability and it doesn't involve me dying so horribly at such a higher risk so yeah harry potter also all the way
2: Hmm. tough question for me um as much as i would love to say uh the i would love to be in the world where i'm on a beach surrounded by amazonian women um (laughs) I feel as though I would probably have to put myself in, like, a a, a medieval world. I've always been Ooh. infatuated with, like, knights and knights of the round. I And, and the reason why King Ar, I'll go see King Arthur is just, like, I remember as a kid, uh, do you ever remember the book, The Mist of Avalon? It was, like, about yeah. gay thick. Like, I remember, like, bringing that to school and reading that book, and everybody thought I was such a loser, but, like... <laughs> Dude, that type of universe with, like, Knights of the Round Table and Merlin and um, Lancelot and, you know, honor like, throwing down the gauntlet, bro, and just dueling it out. Like, give me a suit of armor and a sword and let me have some fun.
0: Nice, dude. That sounds awesome. (laughs) It sounds like you thought of this before. Like, hmm, I would love to be in there. What if I had powers, too, mystical powers like Merlin?
2: Yes. But, I mean, being in a beach surrounded by Amazonian women would probably be a close second. Definitely. Definitely
0: uh as for me i would say um the universe of uh, gardens of the galaxy like you never know what you're gonna find you can go but between star systems like you never know what you're gonna see i like exploring i like adventure and and uh, the reason why I really liked Guardians of the Galaxy because you you I didn't know what I was going to get I was one of those people who didn't read the comic and I, I fell in love with the movie and went back and and uh, and read it and I liked what was happening you know I mean there's no guarantee that you know you're not going to die a terrible death by by something but you get to explore all these different places and things you've never seen before never smelled before. You know, what if what if you, you know, happen up on the planet with like, you know, the most beautiful things you've ever seen in your life, you know, like like a cluster of crystals and creatures or or something. I don't know. I like the idea or, of or, of, of, or you know, going. Full of Amazonian women. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> no and up, up there out soon. Be able to do all that. <laughs> yes. No. God. Yes. No man's sky. girl Please don't suck. I, I think it's going to be good. I'm having it in my heart that Norman's Sky is going to be good. But, yeah, there's there's that, too. To boldly go where man has gone before. All right, guys. That's it for, for the podcast this week, the Back could the Funky podcast. Issue number 61, talking about San Diego Comic-Con, all the fantastical things. Uh, on the podcast today, we had Vincent with uh, Games on Tap. Vincent, where can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter, at Vince, V-I-N-C-E, A-T-T-O-N-I-T-O, and also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash games on tap, but the on is a zero because apparently somebody had the
0: other <laughs> one. And when, when do you usually stream in games on tap? Do people just uh, follow your Twitter to see when you go live?
2: Yeah, just follow the Twitter for right now. I don't have a schedule. Uh, I just kind of have been getting into some alphas and stuff and testing some things out as I kind of get the the, the flow of it. My my rig, I think I need to do a little upgrading to because the... Uh, Although I have a really good graphics card, my CPU apparently can't handle the load. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> yeah, streaming is uh, takes up a lot of resources. And now uh, we're also joined by uh, Yuha. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks again. I'm glad I got to do my little rants here, but uh, oh, still awesome. Dude, though.
0: I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> that's what it's all about, like the different perspectives within the nerd culture. It's great, man. You know, we're all different. We all like different things, and I love hearing from everybody. And, uh, and, and I, I personally enjoy your, your rants off uh, off channel as well. And we're also joined by uh, The Bearded Menace, Dave, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at
1: TheBeardedMenace. You can also find me at twitch.tv slash DaveTheBeardedMenace. Um, you'll find me streaming every Wednesday at 10, 30 doing Nightmares and Horrors, where I play a horror game or a horror-esque game around that time. Uh, right now we're playing Doom. After nice. that, Yep. After that, we may, may, may do some Dead Space. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so you guys can find me. So check me out. And I can't cast that here.
0: <laughs> and I'm Sergio, guys. We're with uh, backheadyfunky.com for everything you actually care about, without all. The bull boop. Uh, make sure to catch us on iTunes and SoundCloud for you Android users. We have a podcast here on Twitch.tv/badcodyfunky every Thursday at 9:30 Eastern. Make sure to tune in. We talk about a different subject every week. There's a podcast for everyone on iTunes, SoundCloud. Check out badcodyfunky.com/podcast to check out our past ones. We talked about old school gaming. We talk about movies, comics. TV shows and more. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you later, or we will see you another time.
2: Or never. Or we'll see you never. I need a target first.